You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Hey, hey. What up? Guten Morgen. Whoa. Boy, G.I. Yeah. That's it's a little German for you. What is it? Boy, boy, GI, boy, GI, yeah, Brazilian. It's in your good morning. New country. I'm in Brazil, back in Brazil, and it's uh, it's just it's a wild place, that's for sure. Is, I quick question: Is it hard to change your nationality every six months? Or <laughs> I think it does mess something with your brain for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think about always being around people that are you kind of understand, but kind of don't. And then about the time you get used to it, you know, you're, you're Italian, you're Polish, you're Thai or whatever. And all of a sudden you're now you're in Brazil. No, it's definitely like culture shocks, you know, like from the Thailand to then I was back in Poland for about 10 days and Poland is super clean and cold. And I come to Brazil and it's chaos everywhere. It's super hot, but the people are, you know, really excited in Poland. No one talked to people on the streets and right. it's, it's fascinating. I, I've heard that. I heard that, that, uh, you, you see that a lot with the Eastern European countries where they're happy, happy, happy birthday. You know, and I can't believe like, you're Polish. Happy birthday. You know, I, I can't believe you're Polish, Andy. You're the exact opposite of a Polish person. Hey, I'm only, I, I did the math. I'm only about 24% Polish. Do you, do you put your women in their place, Andy? I saw that and I tried to stop a guy and Dick said, Oh, don't do that. They do that here. I'm like, wow. No, I, uh, I've not been allowed to uh, speak up and or talk back to any women, especially my wife. Okay. Just checking. She doesn't allow that. So yeah, that's you're only 24%. That's why. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be like, get back in cage. <laughs> that's what it was. Chris, you were, you're at the restaurant and, uh, you were you almost got in a fight because you're trying to save uh, the lady in front of everyone. Totally, no. I just said I just said hey, and they both look at me like what? What is your problem? This is what we do. I'm like, I mean, even the lady looked at me. I'm like, and Nick's like, you don't say that. There, this is what they do. And I'm like, oh my god. I said I can't. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. Well, Whatever. I can imagine. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's just again different cultures. I mean. For God's sake, Saudi Arabia, what was it, three years ago, for the first time, allowed women to drive, to get driver's license. Yeah. I mean, the world's different than America, guys. That's why when people complain about America, I go, eh, <laughs> careful, careful right. what you wish for. Yeah. What We're not far behind, I'll tell you that. Whoa, look at that. What the heck is this? That it's looks like awards. Yeah. Well, I'll see you in Vegas, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm I'm almost I'm close. I'm in Arizona right now. Okay, cool. It's cold down there, man. I've heard uh, in uh, like all next week we're gonna. Well, so those of us listening, so next week is the big Remax convention um, they do in Las Vegas. You know, bringing people from literally all over the world, and it, it's 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 awesome, right? The energy that's there, the the you know collaborative ideas, whatever, but. More than that, a lot of times it's just a, a time to let your hair down too. You know what I mean? And go out and have some fun and order a steak that's a little bit bigger than you normally would. And 
you know, have a little fun, run into some guys, you know, down on the strip like you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did that last year. What, uh, what were those awards though? What were the, would you end up, is that your team stuff? Yeah. So we had, that's just, uh, those are some, uh, things I don't normally talk about, like, you know, volume and stuff like that, but it was, uh, the, there was two awards that were pretty cool. Um, one, and one of them was, uh, Abby on our team, Abby Thompsoni won the heavy hitter award, which was based on someone that who's been in the business less than three years that from the, the first year business to their third year, they more than doubled their production. They, you know, doubled their income. They hit the next level of, um, you know, like star power or whatever you call, I don't know, award level, whatever you want to call that. And, uh, so she, out of 500 and some agents, I was really honored. She's but she works her tail off. You know what I mean? She's a hard worker and deserves it. So she won that award. And then I, I don't know. I won this professional of the year award thing. I don't whatever. What? Yeah. I know. What, what, what was it? Well, no, what was it? So a professional associate of the year was, was this guy. What's the criteria? What did everything there was an eating contest and they put my name in the bucket or what? <laughs> uh, is it no. was it is it one of those awards that hey eventually you're gonna get it because you've yeah, been doing it for so long? You get in line and then eventually you pay enough rent and they give you an award for it. And no, it was it was quite a surprise. I mean, a very pleasant surprise. They had uh, it's voted by your peers. So oh wow, thank you. I thank all the agents that voted. It was. It, being an associate, like you, a professional associate, like helping other people out and doing other things that are up and beyond like a normal business. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if I basically helped you get this award, making I mean, you look much more professional online. I did ask to have your name put on it. I mean, immediately. <laughs> you, you guys know this isn't me. This Congrats. Is, this is, thank you. Yeah. I, well, that's uh, really good. I, I get a kick out of like, um, when it's agents, right? Cause agents, I mean, think about this. That's one of the toughest crowds out there. And, and I don't know, I, uh, as, as we, we all go through the business of being entrepreneurs to salespeople to real estate agents. And, and, uh, so it meant, it actually meant something this one did to me because it was, you know, other agents, you know, that voted. It. Hey, was, was this like in high school when you used to sell the candy bars? Did you go around and give candy bars to get votes? This has nothing to do with how much I campaigned to win that award, Chris. I just wondered. No, actually, you know, the thing was, is it was, uh, it's it to a lot of people, you know, that are outside the business. It, it, um, it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to other people other than I, uh, I feel uh, warm and fuzzy and, and heart full of gratitude for everybody that voted for me. Uh, and uh, you, you wouldn't have said anything, but I mean, that's why I'm going to keep it going here. So who, professional of the year is there something you get for this do you get like a new car uh no they double your rent the next month and say get back at it and uh <laughs> that's club oh i guarantee you in Vegas it's gonna cost me money because you're gonna be hey professional of the year you're gonna buy us a round of drinks <laughs> oh i'm oh don't think i'm not gonna that's exactly what i'm gonna find i i literally better go find another well of cash to bring down there i i don't know i all right, let's What's get to work here, professional. Where are you at right now? You look like you're uh, living in a van by the river again. So yeah, uh, I'm just uh, I'm down by the. Oh yeah, your favorite spot there, the mall. 
by Albertsons. It's where I can get internet connection. It's crazy. What uh, what are you doing down there? Um, I actually, I was obviously going to Vegas, but my mom wanted to come down. She's going to be selling her place in Arizona, and she doesn't like to fly. So I ended up driving her and her friend down here. So that was oh, fun. quite interesting. Yeah. Boy, talk about being lucky. My goodness. Chris doesn't uh, brag enough, but that he's got a limo bus and uh, it, it's all decked out and fan- what a way to travel. It's very, it's very messy. I'll tell you that. Well, it, uh, but I can I live down by the river. You're right. And I might, I might do that. Yeah. Oh. So. All right. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna keep going down the squirrel hole. Yeah. Hi, boys. So this is all a right. very hot topic Wall Street here. has purchased hundreds of thousands of single-family homes since the Great Recession. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah, I heard something about that. Isn't there some companies own about like forty percent of all the rentals or something crazy? Yeah. So it will be. Um, you could just read this. It's our down down there. Oh, okay. Since the early 2010s, Tricon. Progress, progress, residential American homes for rent, invitation homes. That was big in Minnesota, by the way. Uh, by 2030, the institutions may hold some $7.6 million homes. Wow. Or 40% of all single family rentals on the market, according to the 2022 forecast. Wow. Yeah, of the, of the rentals that are being held. And I think there's right. higher concentrations of those. I know that, um, remember, Chris, it was 2012. You and I were sitting there and we were kind of coming out of the abyss of that housing uh, crisis. Nope. And we got a report that came in that talked about how uh, 20% of the purchase, 22%, I think it was, of the purchases in the Twin Cities Metro were made by investors or institutional, you know, institutional buyers. So like those individuals. That were I remember us talking about that yes. on the radio. I remember you talking about that. Cause I couldn't believe I was going, can you imagine the numbers if no. that wasn't the case? Because they literally helped us crawl out of that that gully of they house did, sales. Because yeah. they were throwing another twenty percent sales on there and made the economy look. I don't know what the big hidden secret is there, other than hey, America is a great place to invest. You see people from all over the world trying to buy American companies. They're trying to buy farmland. They're trying to buy houses here. It's it's it works, and so it's it's stable. And uh, this is probably just one more uh, attempt at at stabilizing an investment portfolio, but. I don't know. Maybe there's something bigger to it that I'm not seeing. Totally. I wonder how many, remember Andy, some of those programs were that they would sell them back to people on yep. like rent to owns. Yep. I just, I wonder how many people actually took advantage of that. You know, I used to own a bunch of rental properties and uh, most of them, I'd say 90% of them, I did rent to owns on them. Yeah. And uh, that's how many worked. One person followed through with a rent to own otherwise i just continued renting to to someone else after they left yeah well i think it's so. it's it becomes a lifestyle for some people they just like the idea that you know they only have a a one or a two-year lease and they like to feel that i can go anytime i want and and they're okay with being charged an extra 12 percent a year 10 percent a year when their rents keep going up and they seem yeah. to be okay with it i don't know how they can afford it but um, and then maybe they're not okay with it. That's just what they know. And that I'm telling you guys, that's why education comes into a big part of this. I think honest to God, kids in, in junior high, high school, when you take the basic economic class, here's how you boil water to make noodles. You should talk about housing and just say, Hey, listen, here, here's the situation. Here's how you get out of it. Here's how you can make money doing it. 
Here's, you know, how you are, or even you say, hey, you want to be a renter? Here's how to be a safe renter. Here's how you negotiate a good lease for you and your family, you know? And, and there's some, there's some definite opportunities there for sure to, to enlighten people with, Hey, there's other options other than being a chronic lifelong renter. Andy, Andy I used, to, Oh, go ahead. I know Andy, you've done some um, classes at uh, the local high school, or I think it was high school, but I used to do that too. They used to have a course and then they, they got rid of it. And one of it was, was home ownership and understanding it. I remember talking a lot about the foreclosure market because that's what interested people. They were, oh, we could make money that way. But at the time, many of them were going through the foreclosure process and they had no idea what was happening. So that was uh, kind of neat. I've sold a couple houses to those kids um, yeah. since, which is really interesting. So, well, and they, Chris, they say that that's what's inspired a lot of these millennials that um, to be better buyers. They, they've, they've talked about how they watched, witnessed, you know, somebody in their family, a friend, uh, their own parents losing their own house in foreclosure and, and learning from that. And, and actually when they're applying their, you know, uh, income and job and, and housing and they're putting more money down and they're getting better interest rates and they're, you know, uh, really thinking through that process because they don't want to go through something they've experienced, you know, firsthand. It's kind of like, yeah. kind of like the people we joke around about the people that went through the depression and yeah. they say, eat your fat and the whatever. And that, that doesn't get out of your head. That is with you your entire life, the entire journey, that um, things can go bad. You need to protect yourself. And and then there's a lot of fluffies right now that are running around that have never seen hard times. And and that's okay. I mean, it is what they just – it hits them harder when they, you know, they do get hit. It's, I'll tell you what, this whole Wall Street buying up houses, though, is a very interesting thing. And uh, keep in mind because, you know, we all lose home ownership. I mean, who controls what? at that time and that's it's it's kind of scary i mean but you see it with companies i mean i'm seeing it with companies a lot a, a lot of people i know are cashing in they're getting bought out by people and they're getting you know 10 20 30 40 million dollars it's like heck yeah but the problem is is that the big companies are just buying them all up it's, it's really interesting well chris so. i perfect example there was a development all the way down 77 when you get into Woodbury, or not 77, uh, Radio Drive, I think it was, all the way down <clears throat> right at the end of Dale Street, and I think it was Radio Drive, I could be wrong, but they, they developed about 150 houses this summer, and it looks like a regular residential neighborhood, big, beautiful two stories and ramblers and quite a variety of homes, and it's 100% owned by a corporation, and everybody in there is a renter, and so it's, it's, um, it, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know what to say, I don't know if you're giving up you know, uh, the American dream or it's what we need to see or, you know, if, if the ratios, because we're not comparing it to anything. So it's hard for right. me to say that, hey, we're heading down the wrong path because I can't compare it to, hey, back in the old days, 99% of the people were renters because they couldn't afford anything. That's why they moved to America. And in America, we got 62% homeownership rates, which is the highest in the world. And then people want to complain about it. And it's like, I, I don't I don't know, man, people move to America because you can get the dream happening here if you want to. And then yeah. I think some people just say, ah, I'm good. Yeah. And be and flexibility. Flexibility, I think, is a, a monster thing now. People don't even want to go back to work. That's a whole other topic. But, yeah, I think that there's always the path of least resistance is the one most lazy people will choose. And what will happen is over over time is that you, you do get the people that if you don't have to work and you get handouts and you get free housing and you get whatever, why wouldn't you take advantage of it? I mean – you know, I mean, I personally have that drive in me where I can't stand sitting still. 
Like, I feel like I'm wasting time. Like as I'm boiling noodles on the stove and trying to get, I'm like, I don't take 20 minutes. Well, I might as well go back in my garage and organize my tools. And then I boil over, you know, I, I get multitasking. Right. And so I think that's in you or it's not. Yeah. It's hard that's, to the whole, that. that's the whole big thing about people are talking about this is that uh, wall street wants to make everyone, you know, renters. And because what's the number one way to build a, uh, you know, long-term wealth that's been through real estate, you know, and then pass it on. And, you know, and that is uh, what you've always said, Andy, is everyone comes to USA to, you know, buy property and, and go from there. Because in a lot of these other places, you can't just put a 20% down payment down. You have to buy it all at once. And uh, so no that's bank. like the big, big worry some that uh, I got. I found this from they were talking about on Reddit and, and whatnot about what Wall Street is doing. Well, you know, oh, one of our good friends uh, from Mexico City, born and raised, college, everything there. And when he came to the States, he became a real estate agent and we were talking and, and he said that, you know, there was no translatable word for the word mortgage. It, it didn't exist. It was like, like he, you know, like Nick was saying, it, it, you, you didn't get a mortgage. You had to pay cash. So coming here and being able to borrow enough money to buy a house and it's less than your rent. They're like, what is this is why yeah. doesn't everybody own a house or two? We shall see, I guess. Well, you know, and think about this though, guys. You, you as an individual uh, person in the U.S., uh, there's no rules against you going and buying the stocks of those companies, and you could be a, a part of that. And it's, I mean, there's there's probably millions of shareholders that say, "Hey, we want a, a eight to ten percent return on investment," and this is one of those avenues that they've explored. That obviously, it's a tangible investment; it doesn't physically go away. And then if it does, there's an insurance claim. So think about it. There's not many things in life you can invest into other than real estate that actually will give you a tangible return and or trade. Like my grandpa says, hey, he goes, if you're if you're a farmer and, and you need shelter, you know, you got a big piece of land, but you need a place to sleep at night. He goes, you're going to trade your goods for somebody else's service, right? And so he goes, if you have something tangible to always trade somebody, you'll always have value in the economy. So... Sorry. True. It got too close too fast, and then I ran out of words. I I, I don't like the Zoom. <laughs> well, they put a yeah. They put the spotlight on you, Andy. That's what happens. Yeah. Let's put the spotlight. That's on what. The they they felt they they feel that you could you would have been professional enough to handle it, but I don't know. Professional of the year. I, uh, I, I've only been hauling my trophy around for two days straight, and it's surprising what people say to me. Hey, it, you can know, you put that thing on a chain? Which which trophy was it? Let's see. I'm if he can put making, that on it. I'm actually making it into a hat. Nick, let's see that trophy thing again. Andy, point that out. Which one was yours? I want to see. Probably the littlest one. Um, professional of the year. It must be uh, the one on the far right. It looks kind of. I can't even tell, man. It's um, it's the far left. Far left. Oh, far left. Oh, wow. Looks like a flame. They they are, man. They're uh, those are glass and they are heavy, man. They're like twenty pounders. That Advantage Plus does it right. You have a band too there. They did, yeah. Yeah. Look good. It was it was, uh, was kind of sad because they had that big snowstorm. That was the night that we did all this, and so they oh. moved up the awards to three o'clock in the afternoon dinner and awards. So everybody was leaving there by about six so they could beat the storm in the evening. And uh, so it was, it was really sad, man. I mean, they had tons of food and tons of whatever, and there was 
empty seats everywhere because for safety, I get it. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't want to go out in a in a blizzard and get stuck. I mean, so yeah. un- unfortunately, there was a. That's too bad. They should have invited everybody in from the casino to say, "Hey, free dinner." They should have invited Remax preferred people. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Blend hey, I did get. I did. Malmberg, Mr. Malmberg invited me to your uh, little get together in Vegas. Oh, did he? Yep. Well, good. Yep. I'll tell you, last year, man, we were at this place called Rome and uh, this restaurant where they do this party, and they had the best beef tenderloin I have ever had. I mean, it was right off of a fire, and the guy comes over like that, you know, like it's not Brazilian, but it was kind of that presentation. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. hand slicing it for you, and you're like, it's melting in your, oh my God. <laughs> Back to work. Yeah. Back to work. I was just one years old when my family started in real estate where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. I happen to think, I think I was professional of the year back at the Realty House once. I was was writing all that information down because that guy sounded good. Yep. Hey, this is a two-part meme. Two-part meme, so I'm going to play it. Two-parter. Two-part. Tupac. Whoa. Oh. Would you want to privately buy your house and go chill, but your realtor shows up to the closing with a giant key that says, Mary did it again. Okay. I need you to hold a smile so I can get more business. Yes, Mary. Oh, my God. Am I? I don't know if I'm just getting slower as I get older, but what just happened? So Mary, the realtor, is making someone basically sell out to public publicize their uh, their. Uh, th- thank you. Uh, my trophy delivery committee just came. Oh! 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 Wow! You gotta be careful. She's... This could be a, wo- a uh, uh, weapon. Um. No, I think Mary was basically saying. Hey, look, I'm I'm the realtor, and they you basically get sucked into using becoming an ad for this realtor, if you like it or not. Some people don't I see I see a lot of that, a lot of that. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been in. I've never been into that. We'll we'll showcase the house, but I don't put the people on there. So what, what you know, I've done is is my my marketing people and whatever asked me to take pictures. And I, I gotta be honest with you. This is just me being completely honest. I don't give a flipping crap about the photos. I'm worried about my clients. I'm worried about the closing. I'm worried about the paperwork being correct. I'm worried about everything that's happening in that room. The least of my worries is to snap a picture at the end. Now, a lot of times the closer will say, Oh, you guys want a picture? And they'll go, Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. But I mean, up to that point, and I, you know, and all it is, is it is, it's self-promoting. So it's like, to me, I'm not, that's not my style, but I'm being forced into it a little bit. You're being forced? 
Yeah. Professionals aren't forced. Just saying. Oh, you're uh, yeah. It's I I don't know. It is, but you're you're right. I mean, it's um, if you do the right thing, the the business will come and they can push it out to other people. So I think it's just I don't know. Well, and I don't like when people use full names too. And I I I've had that where my team has done that too. And I'm like, it can just say Billy from Stillwater. It doesn't have to stay Billy Appleton. You know it. it you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let the clients let the clients share it. That's well, that's that's really good though. At the unfortunate part is is that it, even people that have good experiences, very 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 few people will um, brag about their experience because they expect it to happen. They expect it to be flawless. They expect it to be a good right. That's 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 what I'm saying. It's like like boy, that car dealership sure gave me value, and they delivered the car with a full tank of gas, and it was clean. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I expect. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. I, uh, I'm weird. Uh, another two part. Another two part. I'm with you. All right. What's another one I won't understand? <laughs> People uh, who suck at cold calling. I hate this. People who are great at cold calling. I hate this. Okay. So just so everyone knows, this is like a, a meme between like a kind of a, a beta and like the alpha male on the right. You see? Yep. Yeah, okay, the next one. Um, how did you get my number? I'm reporting you, said the customer. <laughs> Wouldn't you want an agent uh, who's good at finding people? And then he whispers in his ear. You see his face change? Like, oh, you're right. Oh, the, yeah, the eyebrows changed. You know, these aren't as funny when you have to explain them to us. We're not that smart. We. Uh... <laughs> That's why I just, I just bow out during these sometimes. I'm like... Uh, okay, what what was that? <laughs> it's really quite sad. Hey, you guys got because I'm really not memes. that dumb, you know. All all the good real estate agents now are all memers, so yeah, yeah. that's how we communicate now. We through memes. I'll give him a meme. <laughs> no, it's, it's, just... like it's, it's the old comic strips of the old newspaper, you know, the old womp womp. I'm just concentrating on taking care of Polish hard asses yeah. that pick on their women. That's just wrong. Yeah. Well, no memes. I'll do a meme on that. In, in that situation, the, the young lady that was probably getting yelled at would probably beat you up before he would anyway. Cause you know, <laughs> she was me. hammered by the way. I didn't know she was so drunk. Oh, that usually helps with the problems that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That did it did it did go well. And then he just left her and she went running after him after he just basically manhandled her and threw her to the side and and then when I screamed he just looked at me, she looked at me and he took off and she ran after him. Yeah. This like I guess a dollar plus building that I own and I got for free, and here's how. You see, when I bought it, though, it needed a lot of work. So I was able to buy the property at a discount and raise OPM, other people's money, to fund the entire purchase of the property. And then we needed to renovate the property. So I raised hundreds of thousands of dollars again from other people's money to fund the renovation of the property. Brought it back up to standards, made it livable, and then rented it out to tenants. After we rented it out, we took it to a bank and did a cash out refinance. And then the bank gave us a new loan. And then we took that loan and paid off our private money lenders on the deal. And now I own a hundred percent of that property using none of my own money. And I've been 
Except you now have a loan against it for yeah. He, he didn't buy it for free. Yeah. God, I hate that. I, I he didn't buy it for free. It, well, there's zero filters. It, it's kind of like that. Too good to be true. It is. Yeah. It's not true. No. It's not free. You you refinanced it. And you have a mortgage on it. It's not 100 percent free. Well, here, I mean, here. it's you did it's it's a, you didn't put any money into it. How about that? Right. That's right. that's well, not yeah. unusual. I mean. Most people can do that, no problem. They buy anything that's a good deal, they just cash out refinance. It's yeah, very hustle, simple. Hustle the money, you know, you get the private equity investors, and then you, yeah. you cash out refi, as they say, to pay everybody else off. You know, you get to a point of where you got to remember, though, all those people expect a return. So you're not giving them just dollar for dollar back. You're probably giving them $2 for every dollar they gave you, or something mm -hmm. like that, or they won't invest in the next deal. Now, interest rates at the rate they are, does that... Here's where my brain was going. I'm ready for the next meme to roll out where it says, and then, so now we have $1.7 million worth of debt against this property with 13 units at this much per month. We're cash flowing a 7% ROI. I, that's what I'm waiting for because it's not a free building and it's not free money. Correct. Right? There, we, we understood that meme. Came on that. Yeah. yeah. Boy, we even got so we angry about that. that. I know. Yeah, I didn't like that. If you're a new real estate agent and you don't have any money for marketing, you guys, this is the fastest and easiest way for you to get your first deal. What you're gonna do is you're gonna pull up all of the most recent just listed or just sold properties in the area that you were. So rather that be if the house was on the market two days, three days, you want something under 10 days, okay? Rather that be listed or sold. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna go to that neighborhood, you can go with the regular business card and you're gonna knock on all the doors and you're gonna say, hey, a home just got listed. I wanna know who do you know looking to move into the neighborhood? Or if it's just sold, you're gonna go and say, hey, a home just sold, it's sold for this price. When do you plan on moving? And what you're gonna do is you're gonna get an idea of all of the different neighborhoods that either A, have someone looking to move into their neighborhood or B, people that are thinking about moving. Do this and I guarantee you, you'll find your first deal. Tell you another way to find your first deal is to go in a grocery store and sit by the fruit section and see if they want to buy a house in Florida when it's snowing out. I mean, you could do it by go get, just talk. You got to talk. You got to get out there and let people know that you're, you're in real estate. The, but the trick is, is that what you want to do? Is that who you want to be? And uh, that's why a lot of those people, you, you're not going to succeed if you're, you have to do what you do good. Otherwise you're not going to continue doing it. Yeah. You got to show up. Just say. I, I think that's, just like, saying. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and show up. And I, and I, and I say that every day, you got to get up, you got to show up and, and produce. And, and it's a lot of times it's something as simple as, you know, Hey, I'm going to go and hang out at, at the um, open house down the street, or I'm going to do whatever. All of that stuff productive because you're in front of people. And statistically it's kind of like fishing enough fish swim by us. Something's going to bite your lure. So it's like, you know, by being out there, you're, you're, you know, you got to put your line in the water to catch a fish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I got caught again. Uh, polishing my word. Um, the only one I've ever won. <laughs> this is how you could get started investing in real estate with just $100. Many of you think that you can't afford to start investing in real estate. And I'm here to tell you, you can. You invest in a REIT. 
A REIT is a real estate investment trust, basically a company that owns many, many, many income producing properties. When you invest in a REIT, you are basically buying a piece of the real estate all these companies own. The best REITs to invest in give out high dividends to their shareholders. Here are my top three favorite REITs. Number one, Iron, Iron Mountain Inc. Number two, MGM Growth Properties. Hey, is it is it a prerequisite to misspell words on these reels or what? I, I caught a couple of them. I know. What did you have for breakfast today? I mean, Nick, you're Nick, attacking everyone. Well, yeah. Nick, t well, <laughs> spend a hundred bucks on a REIT. Yeah, that'll that'll pay off for you really good in the long run. You get a hundred and two dollars. You know, I mean. Well, that that's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, uh, the REITs are what are buying big commercial buildings, but right now they're only buying like medical buildings. They're buying like certain kinds of real estate. They're also uh, scooping up residential real estate to diversify the portfolio and give the dividend. It's basically buying up uh, the the rentals. Yeah. Bam. So you're base you're basically helping them. You're basically helping Wall Street yeah. buy all the properties. It's wonderful. It is. What, what's so next, well. Copacabana? Yeah, exactly. As he sits over the sun, I'm in a, yeah. a grocery store parking lot, and you're polishing your trophy, and there's Copacabana, yeah. you know, with a coconut. Look at him. Yeah. We, I actually we, am in, in a resort. Belo Horizonte. That's what they put me in, so it's not too bad. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Is that the, the football team put you in there? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I guess in Belo Horizonte, because they don't have beaches, it's uh, more inland. It's all like uh, association clubs throughout the city, and then like your company gives you discounts, and then your family goes there to go swimming or hang out or have parties. Oh, cool. It's kind of interesting, but uh, not a bad place to stay. Yeah, very cool. All right, we got a commercial here. Chris, you want to lead into Andy's commercial? I lead into Andy. Yeah. Hey, when you're looking to buy or sell real estate, you want a professional. Who else better than Remax Advantage Plus is professional of the year 2022, voted on by his peers? And here he is. <laughs> I can't even do an ad. Call me. You need to sell something, you call me. You need to buy something, you call me. You want to go? You That's professional. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I like it. That's my commercial today, I think. Oh, that was good. Yeah. I like I it. Probably try harder next week, but I, the trophy uh, says enough. You should just put the trophy up, but don't speak, Andy. <laughs> Let's do that. Hey, let's make sure it does say what he says it says. Let me see that thing. Pro outstanding. Oh, outstanding professional of the year. Nice. Because yeah, they don't let me in the building, so I have to be outside. <laughs> so they, you're outstanding. You're that professional. Hey, that means you're working. Yeah. Hey, man. I appreciate it. You're working. It. I, I, again, I, uh, I appreciate it. Hey, here's a guy who went under contract for a new build six months ago, and now that same floor plan is selling for eighty thousand less. The house oh. isn't done being built yet. I'm second guessing the entire thing now. Any input would be nice. Um. Well, it depends on how much you get down. I'd cancel. You know, if no. you only got forty grand into it, 
lose 40 to make 40 be 100% return on investment by canceling and rewriting it. <clears throat> you got to know, though, that little builder might have exactly that much money into it because they bought that lumber at the time. And lumber has changed prices dramatically over time, but labor still hasn't really got hit. But it is it is less to build now than it was. So yeah, kind of got to watch what you're we're, into. We're, I'm not seeing it, though, Chris. We're, <clears throat> we had um, – Right at the beginning of the year, it was slower because it was slow in the fall. So everybody sharpened their pencils and softened their numbers a little bit. And, you know, you probably saw, I, I'd say the average house went down about 30000 And that that just becomes a new pricing. So where it's a problem is, is that we don't want them to close at that price because now the new ones are closing for less than the older ones are, and they're not going to appraise. So we have been not advertising a lot of that stuff just to allow the, the other pro- properties to close and, and um, get moved into. And, and, um, it, it, but anyway, it, the way to look at it is, is that right now the market's kind of switching back, man. I'll tell you it, uh, there's not a lot of inventory out there. Remember how we said this before, there's a limited amount of lots. There's not a lot of people that'll do custom unless you want to buy cookie cutter track cutter stuff. Um, you know, there's, it's, there's limited supply. So builders are at a slower level staying busy. And so I don't, I don't, you're not going to see $200,000 off these houses. Yeah, no, no. It, Andy, and, and what what happens, we see it all the time, is that all of a sudden people start to get nervous and construction prices went up, and then what happens to the developers? They're saying, you know what? Hold, halt. Yeah. And if you halt for six months to a year, that means any other additional inventory that's going to come out is halted at least that long. and And that's what we're running into right now. Well, it ta- it, you you know this, and I know it takes eighteen months to two years to get a development off the ground. From the time yep. you're shaking hands with the farmer and and uh, to actually putting the first shovel in the ground, sometimes that can take, like I said, eighteen months to two years before that happens. And yeah. if you go through an entire approval process, the city process, the counties, they have to look at capacity. They have to look at the whack, the sack, the water sewer. They have to look at you know the the on-site you know uh, ponding plans. They have to. You know, there, there's so many things that go into just saying, let's develop this farmland into houses. Mm-hmm. It, it's not easy. So it, it, there is a challenge to it. Costs were super high all of last year and the year before. So a lot of developers, even though the market was hot, were cautiously at, uh, well, let's release 10 more lots. Let's release 10 more lots. They weren't doing all 500 at one time. And so now a lot of those developers pulled back, let their um, approvals expire. And now they have to go through the whole process again. And I think we're going to be tight on inventory, unfortunately. Yeah, we are tied on inventory. Yep. All right, what would you do if your buyer's agent posted a house he showed you that you found and that he had never seen before on his Instagram story, happens to have 30,000 followers, and told people to DM him about it? (laughs) I think uh, as an agent, um, you better, better watch yourself on that one. I would... I would have gone, I mean, if it's something that I would have done, I would have gone to my client and say, hey, is this something that you want or not? Because it's a great house and I want to be able to get it out to other people before I would have done it. But just to go and do it, I mean, I think he might have, he probably just lost a client there. Well, and you know, in, in, or in, she. The, big board, in the big boy, big girl world, they have what they call one-time showings or confidentiality agreements or a combination of all the above. So for an example, that used, going back to the farmland thing, that used to be very popular for um, somebody would find a piece of farmland, tie it up at a certain price, and then they could go out and shop at the different developers. And each developer was signing 
a non-compete, non-you know disclosure. NDA, so they get, yeah. they get the numbers, but they couldn't tell anybody about it. And so, and, or they'd be, you know, uh, you'd be capable of suing them for damages. So the idea there was, is that um, same thing would happen with a house. If somebody found it, it was a friend or an aunt or an uncle's or whatever. And, and then there's, it was not listed on the MLS and you as an agent went out there for sure. There should be some kind of a communication there for, for marketing. Um, but also I think there were missing some parts there. Was this a one-time showing where the people were just going to sell it just to that guy? Um, if he wanted to buy it or was this a situation where they were trying to sell it on their own for sale by owner or what was the, you know, there's a few more details we're missing there, but. Or, or was it, you saw it on Zillow and told your agent, Hey, let's go see it. Well, it's been on MLS for two weeks. I mean, he has every right to tell anyone, you know? And I don't, yeah, if it's already publicly listed, then, then there's really no rules, but private listings are different. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy, what's this? I inherited a crack house. Whoa. Nice. Lucky. Okay, I I'm on my cell phone, so I can't okay. read that, Andy. All right, all right, put it back up. Um wait. Hey Copa Cabana. Easy on the put I know. it back up the crack. We want to talk about crack houses. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta yeah, you put know it in our the, crack houses, crack houses, <laughs> awards. Um okay. Uh, I need advice from a real estate agent. I recently inherited a house from my father in a small town in Southwest Minnesota. It had been in the family for generations. It's surrounded by trash and two live-in crackheads with a pit bull. My grandfather put me on the deed, but wants nothing to do with it. I have called the electric company to get the utility shut off as it has been illegally powered. Uh, can I sell the house as is to an investor? Well, first off, you can't shut the utilities off in the wintertime, but um, second of all, that goes to the individual, not the owner. So there is no way to actually, you, you can't like, um, you just have to do an unlawful detainer, say, Hey, we need a copy of your lease. They don't have one. Um, and grandpa's still alive. I'd say, Hey, you have squatters. They'll go out there and they'll evict those people out of the proper way. Um, you don't have to deal with it at all. It just, it'll take months. If there's, a, well, if there's a legal activity happening, you can get them out a heck of a lot quicker. Yes. Unless you live in Minneapolis, then they let them stay there for months on end, like I found I out. But anyways, the business for a little while too. They they make sure they got the the. Sorry, I was gonna say, you know, you might want to team up with these guys. You provide the house and electricity, you make a lot of money. No, but um, crack houses, um, they do have to be cleaned up. Now, I'm sure an investor could buy it and take over all that cleaning for you, but uh, cities, towns, counties, they all have. Um, a procedure that needs to be completed uh, when you have, uh, when you produce that kind of stuff, it's on our disclosures and uh, to be remediated. It's not, it's not as crazy as one might think, but a lot of people, what they'll do, I mean, if you're going to do have a crack house, you don't want everyone to see it. And so a lot of times it's on the country. And so then it gets in your septic system when that does, I mean, there's just a lot of cleaning out that has to happen. Well, uh, I had one in Mankato that that happened to. Was it, was it, but see the difference between crack and meth. Like if they're, me, me, if they're manufacturing methamphetamines, that'll poison. My the fault. Brain. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Methamphetamines will poison the water. It'll poison the ground. It'll poison the, the house itself. Sometimes the structures are not savable because um, of the chemicals they use to make the product. 
crack house crack is just something they buy and i, I don't know if they make crack yeah. i don't know if it's poisonous crack meth it's all the same to me it's all shrooms lsd acid yeah angel dust is there stuff angel dust still I don't know. I haven't talked to my dealer recently, so <laughs> don't know what's out there anymore. Be, we should be asking the couple cabana boy here. Uh, what? <laughs> you sound like um, Reagan. Just say no to everything. You know, um, they're doing a lot of stuff for uh, the ecstasy and ketamine. It's becoming legal in a bunch of states because it's helping with post-traumatic stress disorder. So. I don't know. I think maybe there's a little difference between crack meth and, and some other things out there. But anyways, let's talk real estate. Hey, we were. Hey, crack crack houses. That's in Rio de Janeiro. I'm probably eight hours to the west of that. <laughs> Close enough. You're closer than us. So you're Copacabana boy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's get, let's um, solve some issues here about um, making home affordability easier for lower income people. So there's something put together here. I want you to read it. I want to hear your thoughts on these solutions. Andy's the reader. All right. Uh, the pandemic has created a major issue for lower income workers who are now priced out of almost every housing market. This is due to a cash flush remote workers, uh, investors and investment funds, um, uh, competing for properties, driving up prices significantly. Rents have increased two to three times the cost of a modest home mortgage at rates prior to the pandemic. The mortgage payments are twice what they were a year ago. In response uh, to this issue, some potential solutions are, number one, uh, regulating short-term rentals. Number two, prohibiting private equity, venture capital, and other investment entities. Number three, Low income first time or first home buyers granted special mortgage rates. And number four, examining the free market rules. Sounds like a communist wrote that. Uh, Pass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, who, who knows what's, what's right or wrong? I mean, it, who knows? <laughs> you well, don't, you don't know. And, and you hate to say it, but, you know, not if you've got 60 some percent has been the kind of the average. Right. So over the years, good, bad. Uh, I think the average is like 60. Isn't it, Chris, like 62 percent, something like that. Homeownership rate in America. So it fluctuates a little bit. And, and uh, you know, so when you look at those kind of numbers, it, there's 30 to 40 percent of the population that does not want to own a house or cannot or won't or, you know, whatever it is that prohibits them from buying a house. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, a lot of people say it's a right or, a, you know, whatever. And I don't know if it's a right as much as, you know, I mean, we have areas where people don't have the ability to house themselves. We have housing available to everyone. You know what I mean? If you're, you need a nice, uh, shelters and they have everything. So there's places for people to stay, but I don't know about home ownership. It'd be like saying everybody should own a car. Well, I don't know. You need to get around I don't know. How about these companies that have these low income earners, workers, you know, create some sort of program that allows their employees in which to be able to purchase. And, you know, you can keep your employees long a heck of a lot longer if you show them the way to get into a house or borrow them the down payment to be able to get into the house or um, create a development like you're talking about, Andy, and build them up and that they don't have to compete against other people in which to purchase those homes. So. Yeah. There's a lot of things that um, 
you know, it's, it just doesn't need to be everyone else's problem all the time. That's kind of what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know no. if it is a problem. Is what I'm saying is there are uh, situations in the world where, you know, I, I, I want to make sure everybody's safe and I want to make sure everybody, you know, has where they're not freezing to death or starving to death. But on the other hand, no. different levels of that. I mean, if you're a genius and you've developed a new process and you the ability to provide for your family because you've come up with some cool new widget and you're rewarding yourself with nicer shelter. I don't know if that's a, you've earned that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I've had a, I know a, I know a company that is, was talking about buying um, a, a big complex and then being able to put their workers in it and uh, charging them, you know, less rent in which to be able to do it because, you know, they're having a hard time finding workers. So, you got to find different ways in which to be able to solve some of these issues on your own as well. So, well, you know, and I remember like with my, we'd go uh, driving around with my mother-in-law down in Southwest Minnesota and they would make the comment all the time. Like, well, that's the old County poorhouse. Like what, what County poorhouse? What does that mean? Oh yeah. If you didn't have a place to live, you go stay there until you get back on your feet. I'm like, huh? Interesting. You know, and a lot of those places don't exist anymore. So it's like, yeah. I don't know if it, they used to do it. Now they don't anymore. Um, that's not really my angle in real estate. Those are called home homeless shelters now, Andy. Yeah, you're right. Just, <laughs> just like crack and meth, you know, kind of the same thing. Hey, hey check the private chat, boys. Um, okay, oh, hold on. I don't know how to do it with my phone here. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Let's see what it says. You gotta, that, I'm going to get some Zillow listings coming up. Chris, stop spitting. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you, you can actually, Chris, I noticed it too. I hate to tell you this, but it's the, it's the, it's the lighting. It's the angle of the light. And so it's, it's even, you can even see the dust floating in your truck. So maybe you should open a window, Chris. We, yeah. Wow. Let me see this. Let's see. I'll go this way. How about that? Does it look like I'm spitting now? I had gum. All right, what are we doing? <laughs> We're going to list some homes again, okay, guys? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's who wants it. to go first? That's it. I'm going off camera now. <laughs> See, that's what you guys get. Uh, yeah, it's like this, Nick. Thanks, Chris. Uh, what, what I'd like to say... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm chewing my gum again. I don't care what you guys say. I wonder how my monitor got so dirty and it's it's straight up spit. Whoa, that's a cool house. Where, where is it? North Andy Oaks? selling that one? North Oaks. Nice. Mr. Professional gets $2 million listings. Nice. Let's see. Let's see a few of the photos. Right. Cool. Contemporary. I'm gonna guess it's on like one of those acreage lots out there. Sure looks like it. Oh. Wow. Staged and then unstaged. Looks like they redid all the cabinetry, the floors. Um, huh. 
cozy contemporary, man. How do you get, how do you, you want the best of both worlds? You go cozy contemporary. Um, look at this modern sleek kitchen in, you know, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, just, I guess with that property right there, you know, you look at North Oaks, um, owning a piece of history and having one of the most uh, sought after zip codes um, in the twin cities with, with large oversized lots where you don't feel like you're in a neighborhood, but you are, um, you know, this uh, level of investment with the open concept here, but yet still having a cozy, warm feel to the home with all the woodwork and uh, nice contemporary kitchen cabinets, great built-ins with a wine bar. Um, I probably would have played with the railings a little bit, but that's me. Um, looks like overlooking a nice wooded lot. Um, yeah. Hey, Andy, who would you market this to? Like, who are you going to try to get to buy this? Um, that'd be an out-of-town surgeon. Um, you know, or somebody that's coming into town that wants to live in a nice area, uh, maybe likes that, you know, that house kind of had an LA feel to it to me a little bit too, like that open square, lots of light, um, big windows, you know, so you might find somebody, a West coast buyer or, a, you know, the deck is pretty much unusable, but you could sit out there and pretend you're going to use it. Um, yeah, cool. Floating, floating vanity there. Nice stuff. I, I didn't really get a chance to look at the square footage, you know, but the uh, lot of nice features there. Cool lighting, you know, on the wall. Um, 2.3 acre lot. Yep. So I guessed good. Um, 5,000 square feet. So. Looks too expensive. It, to I, I, I hate to say it, but I agree. I think that's a 1.6, but that that's just me. I think somebody bought it and they're flipping it. It's what I would guess. Cause it looks too like, do we want to change out this old stuff with this new stuff? And they didn't quite change out everything because, of course, it gets cost prohibitive. You know, you get to that point of where you just can't. I mean, my God, it, you you would have $2 million into it, you know? One thing I've learned about um, luxury flips is that you have to do it right. You can't you can't skimp out. You'll you'll be able to get the money, but you have to do it right. You can't do it half halfway. Right. So. All right. The spitter wants uh, – a house. Give me a house. Okay. Where does it say? Is it Eden Prairie? Eden Prairie, 1.825 was the original Zestimate. 6,483 feet. Five bedroom, okay. five bath. You got an address? Uh, 18756 Melrose. Uh, Melrose. Pass. And then okay. it's uh, Eden Prairie. All right. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, there, there is a shortage of homes uh, in that Eden Prairie area in that price point. I was just uh, did some last summer in that looking um, for stuff. And uh, it's a, it's an interesting market. Where's the, what is, the, I can't show me a couple of pictures. <laughs> Big brick, two story. Slow down Copa. Copa, Copa Cabana. It's pretty. It's pretty. That I'll tell you what. Do don't dusk photos always look at make it look so much look more luxurious. And I'll tell you, especially in the winter, it's a it's a good thing in which to be able to do. Look at that. That's beautiful. Big open walkout two story, double tiered decks must be coming off the master bedroom up top. Two story great room. It'd be cooler if it was in winter, so it doesn't show that the house fireplace since the fall. Yeah. Look at look at that. Uh, is this on? Is this on Bear Path? Like, 
Is that what you said? The okay, keep going. Workers in the backyard there. Yeah, that's actually a really cool photo right there. Yeah, I don't usually like photos like that, but uh, I think that one's pretty good. That shows uh, some good land, the landscaping, and the. I mean, building this house, Andy, as you know, is is not an inexpensive feat at all nope. uh, to be able to do it. I mean, yeah, look at that. There's the golf course. Okay, so it sits. Yeah, I like the little rounded driveway too. They're able to get that over there. Keep going. Boy, is that just not like your total, what you find in Washington, D.C., just a little outside of town? Um, I don't I don't know what else to kind of say, but, I mean, for a, a professional, an executive, you know, under $2 million is not super crazy anymore. <laughs> Where it used to be, my gosh, if you got over a million, and now it's, you know, you get over $2 million, but it's a, it's a real nice house. It looks like I didn't really see any of the – the inside stuff, but um, hopefully it's uh, somewhat updated, a little 2022 in it, but uh, sometimes those are uh, the cherry wood, and um, and they're focusing a lot on the outside, so there must be uh, a reason for that, and I bet you it's cherry. Yeah. Yep. So it's just cherry. It's just kind of more to that era. One of those that you're going to have to kind of uh, – redo some stuff. I mean, all of a sudden you put an iron, an iron type railing in there, you know, it opens it up. You could, you know, um, sand those floors down and do a matte coat, natural matte coat finish. It gives it a little um, less of a, of a shine, but it uh, looks like it's in fantastic um, condition. Love those yeah. windows. Yeah. I think that's a rug, Andy, or, or is that uh, carpet in the wood? It looks like it's inlaid, but yeah. You know, and sometimes with that, that's, you start getting those dated and people that can afford, you know, 2 million can build their own house. And now you got to decide, Hey, do I want to be on a golf course and do some of the finishes uh, that I can do? That's a newer, that's definitely a newer kitchen, isn't it? Yeah. Looks like it. A little more so. updated. Yep. Yeah. But they so. got the tiger that the floors, remember that that was a tiger wood that everybody was and, and not, mm. not the golfer, but um the uh literally it was like a it was a little more of an orange or a rusty colored kind of cherry in the in the same you know family but just different color we used to use the heck out of that floor it was great oh for sure but i mean i'll tell you i've had where people have redone those done them to a natural and with just a matte finish on them and they look fantastic it's something oh, like you'd put in a new house today okay just get that red tint out of it you know yeah Okay, I don't know if we sold those houses, Andy, but we can talk about them. Is it priced right? I mean, I think, I mean, from the limited stuff, it just looks like, you know, you're you're buying the area and and the shell, and you're going to kind of, it's totally livable. I shouldn't say that it's beautiful; it's absolutely gorgeous. But the people that are going to buy it, you're competing against new construction. So yeah, but I think it, I think it's going to be. Somewhere in there. Well, you know, you got to remember though, it's priced right for a little better, more uh, pricing than I think the one in North Oaks. But in reality, though, that house isn't sold yet, and it's showing all the fall pictures or actually summer pictures, which I think is the biggest mistake real estate agents make. If I was listing that house, I'd have that house down. 
I'd reshoot all those exterior photos, show some winter shots because it, it just shows that it's relevant to being for sale. Like it's new. Nobody wants to buy the old brown bananas. People want to buy the new, you know, the freshest, the, they grab from the back because they want the fresh ones, right? So um, I, you got to keep I that think, listing fresh. I think what's interesting, Andy, on that is they did have the winter photos at the very beginning, but they were overshadowed because they had 50 summer ones after it. Oh. And I totally agree with you that they stay with those winter ones and then do a couple of the summer ones. And then at the very end, throw those other ones in because you totally, I mean, that's what I thought too. And then I'm thinking back, uh, God, I thought I did, but remember what I said, they did the night photos in the winter, but you, it gave it away after you looked at 50 other outside ones during the summer. <laughs> Hey, hey, use that to clean your trophy off. Is it really spitting all over? Thank God. Thank God people only listen to this on podcast. Maybe this will get them to watch it online. He's going to electrocute himself. You better be careful. Here, I'll do it like this. Hey, hey, hey. Chris, it comes from a place of love. Yeah, you're going to get it. There, you're going to get it again. There you go. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that, that's our show for today. Um, give us a little thumbs up, uh, subscribe on YouTube, give us a review on iTunes, Spotify. We have a link tree now, all our links are there. And next week, I'm going to give you a bunch of Brazilian uh, real estate uh, homes around here. I want to see your guys' thoughts, especially when it relates to the front doors and um, it's, it's, it's character. Hold on. Andy, when are you leaving Vegas next uh, week? Sunday. I'm leaving on Sunday, so I will uh, be there through Thursday. So give me a buzz. Well, you know, so next week's show might be boring without me, but I got to figure out what my flight is. Well, I'm I'm the same situation, so we have to we might have to go Friday again. Just saying, no spitting. Hi right, guys, have a great day. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.